So hey, everybody. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. We're rolling. We are rolling. Nice. I mean, we say rolling, but I mean... Nothing's rolling. Nothing is rolling. The bits are being captured. Yes. In a sequential order. Is a hard drive even rolling somewhere, maybe? Uh, if you have a standard one, yeah. But if you have an SSD, then nothing is moving. Nothing is moving. Beyond a fan inside your computer, probably. Yeah, the fan. So, yeah. that was fun Welcome for you. Welcome back. Yes. It's whole nine yards. It is whole nine yards. And we... Wow. Ray, I don't even... I don't, I don't have it in my head as to what this category is called. I feel like they were nonsensical words, but I don't look at the categories either. Nonsensical words. I'm not sure if that's true. For I mean, sure. we look at the categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you start down the rabbit hole of word research and then Once you just we're in get it. lost in your own. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. Then things change in definition. Always. We figure out what they're usually while it's on the air. Yeah. So that's nice for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, so um, in these nonsensical words, what do you have up top? Uh, my first word is balderdash. Balderdash. Yeah. I don't feel like I use the word balderdash in, in my regular speak. It is a uh, board game, I know that. Oh. Where I think the point is kind of in the definition. Uh, so you wouldn't define it if I asked you what would you, what would you say? I mean, I don't use it, but I could still say mm -hmm. it It means, like, crap. Somebody said something to me, and I'm calling them, they're not giving me the truth. The liars. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah, right? Essentially, it's uh, defined as senseless talk or writing, nonsense, absurdity. Mm -hmm. uh, in the board game, I believe, you're supposed to make up definitions and figure out who's made-up definitions the most plausible? I, I don't remember specifically, but there's a, there's a board game called Bald I've heard that game premise. Yeah. And I feel like I would like to play it. Yeah, those ones are fun. Mm -hmm. When you can kind of trick the host, or the it's up to the individual player to decide who wins the round. Not these rules. I'll decide. Whole nine yards, not sponsored by Balderdash Games. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> um, but... To get us back on the track. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm fine with the sides, please. Uh, this word is actually classified as having an unknown origin. There's a lot of that going around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just comes out and says it. But uh, from what I gathered, it's interesting, kind of. Uh, not what I expected, for sure. Seems like folks about uh, Shakespeare times... Uh, 1590s, for those that don't have a Shakespeare Times calendar right, on their desk. <laughs> um, what I found is people use this word balderdash to mean a frothy cocktail of beer and wine slash beer and milk. Geesh. Yeah. <laughs> slash like any sort of frothy cocktail, I guess. It seems like mostly beer and wine and mostly beer and milk, but the definition was leaving it open to other concoctions with beer and frothiness. <laughs> Stout and ice cream? I guess, maybe. That's a float, though. That is a float, yeah. Um, that So the, the first recorded uses of the word balderdash are in reference to these drinks, these mixed frothy beer drinks. That's the first. Yeah, 1599 has an old English quote um, talking about a bubbly perfume of a barber's balderdash. Wow. 
1637. Indeed, beer by mix by a mixture of wine. It enjoys approbation amongst some few, where then it is no longer beer, but hath lost both name and nature, and is called Balderdash. <laughs> 1637. Call it gross, maybe. It sounds like beer and milk. I was unaware of that drink. Are you aware of that? No. Yeah. I I mean, even mixing beer and wine seems bad, but less or more appealing than beer and milk. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So by the late 17th century, uh, the term seems to take on more of a senseless jumble of words kind of meeting than a, a frothy beery drink. How long did it take for this metamorphosis? Uh, 17th century. Oh, uh, so, so we started in f- the end so of... 100? Yeah, about 100 years. Yeah. Because we started in the, in the late 16th century. Right. Um, so when yeah. you started, maybe they started mixing other stuff in there. You got your it's beer, seen- you got your milk, and then someone threw in some... Orange juice. It, it sounded like kind of got some cocktaily action. You know, it, it started with the beer and the wine and the beer and the milk, but it kind of kind of got more of a cocktail feel. I think as it progressed. Yeah. What's that meal that people eat? That is, uh, it's like maybe you have some meat and you have some potatoes and you get some other crap and you mash it all together, and it's called a like shepherd's pie. No. Uh, that has more of of, uh, of rules to it of some sort, I guess. But um, gruel. <laughs> oh man, neither one of us have that. I'm not sure what you're looking for. Yeah, like a, <laughs> a hash, hash. Oh, so this is sort of like the hash of drinks. <laughs> Whatever you got in the, what do you got in there in the cabinet? Yeah, yeah just throw it all in. It's fine. And that it, it does come up. That came up once or twice. Kind of that similar thing. Like, yeah, you just you had what you had, and you mix it together, and you went with it, and you had some balderdash. Yeah, I've had balderdash myself. Then. Yeah. No, we've all been there. Cocktails. I've cereal cocktails. All of them. Any kind. I'm a fan of the cereal ones myself. Just mix a bunch of cereals together. Oh, oh, you not put cereal, not like put Lucky Charms into the whiskey or something. No. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to try that. No. But no, like mixing different cereals together. No, I I, I just lost the train for a minute. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, yeah. So let's see, where was the train heading? Why? Uh, I got some quotes more about mixing, now mixing wines together. Red and white wine mixing. Oh. Making their own house blends, if you will. Red and white. Yeah, uh, and this one, uh, that which is made by peasants, both red and white, is generally genuine, but the wine merchants of Nice brew and balderdash and even mix it with pigeon's dung and quick lime. That's from 1766. Actual pigeon dung. I mean, this is what Tobias Smollett would lead us to believe in his personal letter from 1766. That's what I, what I have here. <laughs> Why? Uh, they were trying to make a flavorful, I don't know. Drink, getting drunk. Man. But it says the peasant stuff was the good stuff, but the wine merchants were the the ones that made the balderdash. All right. Trying to pull one over on the folk. Pigeon down. Yes. Okay. Um, some f- so like some kind of etymological etym- etymological sorry about that. Wow. Etymological origins of the f- phrasing and the ideas, I guess. Um there's a Welsh word, baldordis, 
Mm. Um, which is idle, noisy talk or chatter. There's some a Dutch word, balderen, which is a roar, thunder, a loud cry. And two words, also Dutch, uh, boldre, I'm not sure if that's right, B-U-L-D-R-E, to make a loud noise, and dask, which means to talk. Mm. So just come kind of like, all right, well, we, what word are these maybe... Well, I mean, pieces of the words come from. Uh, but again, there is no, this is a classified as unknown origin. There was a show on the BBC in 2006 called Balderdash and Piffle. The writers of the Oxford English Dictionary asked the public for help in finding the origins and first known citations of a number of words and phrases. Sounds familiar. It does sound freakishly familiar. Yeah, 16 episode British television show in 2006. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Um, and, but that's Balderdash. <laughs> Ta-da! That's a fine word. Yeah, it was, uh... I don't think I'm going to start using it, though. But you could see how with those pieces and parts from, from those various words that someone slanged that together... Could and be. And it stuck. Yeah. You know? It's certainly possible. I, I have no proof... What you drinking there? That there balderdash? Man, I'm not going to try it, but if anyone wants to try it, let us know. Yes. You can tweet at us at whole nine yards pod. Let us know how it is. Tweet it up. What, uh, yeah, what do you have going on? Well, I have a word called malarkey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Malarkey. And I don't, I don't think that the way you use it or the definition of it strays very far from what I said about balderdash. Right. I I don't know the specific use, but I would I have an idea of what I, how I would how I would use it. Uh, you know, I would say that's a bunch of malarkey. Meaning, again, it's 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 a load of crap. Crap. Right. Yeah, I would also agree with the crap. Yeah, we learned about John. There's a Thomas Crapper. <laughs> Thomas Crapper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so malarkey is meaningless talk, nonsense. All right. That's a basic definition on there. Great. Uh, it's been spelled a lot of different ways. You have your malarkey, you have your molarkey. Okay. And malarkey and malarkey. Like malucky, you're saying? I'm just sort of sounding it out so I don't have to spell each one sure, of these. Sure. But they're spelled with U's and various amounts of L's and A's. <laughs> you know. Sure. <laughs> Pick your amounts, whatever you want. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Because it's not a word. Spell it how you want, just right. so you, somebody could sound it out. They right? know. They know the intent. They got it. Yeah. All right. Now, the word seemed to have been made popular by this cartoonist. And you can look up some of these cartoons. I, you know, they. This guy's name is Thomas Aloysius Dorgan. Okay, that's a name wow, there. Aloysius. Yeah, hmm. but his his initials spell Tad, so I would Tad. just go by Tad. Tad, yeah, I'm Tad. Yeah. Um, he popularized the word, and this I'm pretty sure was in the twenties. Now, nineteen twenties. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, 1920s, no, no. yeah. And the thing about it is it, it it's an American slang word that's Im- kind of important to uh to point out. We created this word. 
Yeah. So yeah, 1920s, okay. T.A. Dorgan. Um, he also claimed, or they, the people, they. They. Those people. Tad's people. And all of them claim uh, that he also propagated kibitzer. Hmm. And propagated, I don't know about this one, hard-boiled, which I won't go any further on that. Hmm. Yeah. need more info on that. I don't know. I don't know that that kibitzer is right. Doesn't seem right to me. Right? Doesn't seem right. Doesn't sit right. Because it seems Yiddish. It's definitely Yiddish. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the, the... Kibitzer guy, the the Tad guy. Yeah, Tad. I mean, he he seems to have popularized the word in his cartoons, but didn't necessarily make it up. So where it came from is, like many of these words, (laughs) contested and also felt to be unknowable. But, I mean, I don't know why on this one so much. Now, there's a lot of people that think it came from Gaelic Irish roots. And there's obviously the, the name Malarkey is like a last name, which would suck to be your last name. <laughs> John Malarkey. If you were just like, yeah, you're full of Malarkey. Hey, that's, that's my hey, name. Yeah. Seamus Malarkey. So it's not, yeah, it would not be fun for that fellow. <laughs> oh, no, sure. But there's a, uh, a lot of reason to expect that it came from that. And there are people who who have speculated or claim to know stories, but they're not, there is no solid documentation that, oh yes, this fellow named Malarkey always told tales and then it just became, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's no like solid you're saying, but there's speculation that it was just a family name. Yeah, so you were at the pub, uh-huh. and and you know There's Jonathan lunch. Malarkey yeah. was was telling a bunch of tales, spinning some yarns, and then so the next time you were at the pub and and your buddy Jim was telling tales, you'd be say you'd say that's a bunch of Malarkey, oh, because they all know because <laughs> they know, yeah, right. And that's a popular story about this. It's heartwarming. I know. I was touched myself. <laughs> There's also people who speculate that it came from Greek because uh, the uh, Greeks have a couple of words. Hmm. One's malakos and one's malakia. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my research into that, digging and looking at the definitions of it, and then I I contacted uh, uh, a couple of people we know with um, deep, long-standing Greek heritage. Oh, nice. And asked them about it. Yeah. And well, they let you know. They said that Malachia that was used more by the younger people, and it was it was a little bit more like uh, like we might call somebody. Uh, well, in Pittsburgh, we have that term "jagoff," mm-hmm. and they used that as an analogy. Um, but also, so so it's like you're a, you're a, a jerk. But there's a playfulness to it that they're trying to convey. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily that you don't like that person. Yeah, it's like a, huh, you jerk. Yeah. And then so far as that, you would also use it to address people. So it's almost like a friendly, hey, Malakia, what's up? Huh. I. This is this is what I'm told. And oh, like, like a, 
Yeah, okay. Like a jokester. Yeah. Or I don't know about a jokester. It's more like, like a, a like a friendly uh a friendly greeting that has a little edge or, or ribbing to it, but it's a but it's understood that it's okay, it's cool. Yeah, like what are you what are you jerks up to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kinda still isn't nice, right? But um <laughs> I gotta work on that. Yeah. But uh the Greek thing while those words are hauntingly close, yeah, you can't draw any kind of any kind of direct it seems line at all. Different, there. yeah, different usage. Yeah, so there are also plenty of people that say it it really can't be Gaelic Irish because those words that that came from Gaelic origins would have been words in Ireland, mm-hmm. and that. It, that malarkey in the way we use it is not, but I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, we we have a large Irish community in the United States, and any anything can you morph. know m- morph up and 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 come from somewhere. So I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I ran into a similar when I was doing lollygag, kind of a similar. Sort of yeah, you you did similar f- thought than to kind of what you're expressing. Yeah, that there wasn't direct, but you're like yeah, but it could be. I mean, you know, we'll we'll make some illogical jumps here and there. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and anyone could start a word. You don't know sure. what's going to happen. You it's know true. that it that it catches on. And yeah, yeah, I had the uh, right. My number six. Uh, my notes was there's a board game. Oh, is there? <laughs> there's Wait, one called Malarkey? Yeah. There's no a, way. There's a board game uh, called Malarkey in which players try to separate real answers from, <laughs> well, Malarkey. <laughs> Does it have the well in there too in the pause? <laughs> um, in the definition of the game, yeah. Yeah, nice. You got to That's awesome. I'm glad they have it in there. I would have written that out too. The game is based on the Imponderables book by David Feldman, What's according that? to this research. I know we're going to have to get that. Yeah, all right. So malarkey. And you know what's not malarkey, Ray? What's that? Our ass. Oh, I bet. I know. <laughs> so uh, we'll be right back. All's Well believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils. For a winning blend of comfort and support, follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty. Designed to make good sleep accessible to all. Real luxury, unreal prices. Allswellhome.com. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. Hey, everybody. We are back. Thanks for listening and sticking around. It's a wonderful thing when that happens. Yes. We just have to yammer a little bit right here. 
in case you pressed that little circle and it launched you past the very beginning of us because you can't tell, you know, what, and it's 15s 30 seconds, and 30s, yeah. yeah. You have to get, you're not getting back easily. I know. So by now you're back for sure. Probably, if you overshot. So uh, like Ray alluded to earlier, um, if you want to get in touch with us, please, uh, Rebecca will give you the email at the end of the show, but please uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at whole the number nine yards pod whole nine yards pod on either of those uh follow us send us messages and uh we're on facebook as whole nine yards podcast that's also with the number nine uh or email us but give us your thoughts comments suggestions and relative criticisms yes so Ray, with nonsensical words, part two. Yes. What do you have lined up for us? Uh, I have the word knackered. See, knackered. I don't use that word either. No, I mean, it's a British slang term. That's kind of what I found. Okay. In my or in my research. And how would, what do they mean it to say? Is it drunk? I think it's it's a part of that, yeah. It's in there. Um, it's kind of drunk or tired, exhausted, worn out, broken. All right. Um, also, testicles. Wow. Knackers. Ah. <laughs> I mean, What's that have to do it's with a part being of it, tired no. and worn out? Yeah. It's a part of it, I think. I think we get to the... All right, let's have it. I mean, not like in a... No, it's yeah. It's not. Uh, so the, the term knackered... Um, comes from the word knacker <laughs> which is a is a person uh one who kills and renders worn out livestock especially yeah. horses mm. yeah that's 1812 term um slash someone who separates animals for reuse yeah which so the 1812 is knacker and then this Knacker is derived from an even older form, um, also spelled K-N-A-C-K-E-R. Sorry, it's spelled K-N-A-C-K-E-R-E-D, knackered. For everyone listening at home that's not looking at my notes. Knackered. <laughs> knackered. Uh, so the 1570s knacker it seems to mean saddle maker, harness maker. I like um, that better. Well, these folks, it's, it's just, right. They were uh, they they were the folks you'd call for your horse needs, uh, including ah the finishing off. Yeah, yeah. Still, so even back then, it was kind of a part of the yeah yeah yeah. It, it seems like the the shortened word knackered comes from a longer phrase. Um, ready for the knackers, uh, ready for the knackers yard uh, slash fit to be knackered. Uh, the knackers yard was a term in the eighteen hundreds. That was an area where they would get these pieces that weren't fit for consumption together and ready for other things like glue and stuff like that. Parts yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. So this one's kind of not the best. No. But uh, tracing it even farther back, knacker could be uh, have its roots in Scandinavian word, knacker. Uh, H-N-A-K-K-U-R, which means saddle, which relates to the word knacky, H-N-A-K-K-I, uh, back of the neck, slash neck. 
So that's how we get back out of that unpleasant one. Um, <laughs> it, it, it has some Cockney rhyming slang, which I enjoyed. Um, I can't remember which one was a Cockney rhyming slang that I did. Oh. Darn it. You got me all juiced Same. up for the slang rhyming. Oh, uh, what was it? I don't remember. Someone has to write in and tell me. Um, but some of the Cockney rhyming slang for this is cream crackered and also Kelly Packard who is an Australian media tycoon. And this is one of those, like, the Barney Rubble thing? Yeah, where the word rhymes, like, crackered rhymes with knackered. And, I don't know, they, they extrapolate these phrases out of these rhyming words, yeah. and they don't relate, and they're, it's fascinating. They're always playing it's so Saturday beautiful. Light Brigade. It's just beautiful. In the pubs. Yeah. I can't, like, I'm trying to drink here, now I gotta think? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, uh... I am fascinated with it. I, I need to look more into the Cockney rhyming slang. I can't remember what the one was, though, where I first discovered it. Darn it. Uh, nah. Oh, it was, was it Humble Pie? Was it the... I can't remember. Anyway, it might have been. <laughs> but yeah, knackered. It's, it's not the best. But it means tired, exhausted, worn out. So, I mean, it certainly relates directly to its origins. Yeah, uh I feel knackered at the end of this week. Yeah, man, right? These, these, whatever Friday this ends up being, if it's the first Friday or the third Friday of the week or whatever Friday it is, it's been a long Friday. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and this week has me, Ray, Hornswoggle. <gasps> nice. Good segue. Uh huh. Completely natural. I like it. Yeah, it fit right in there. Um, Hornswoggle, yeah. an another word that we don't use. Not really. Right? I, I, have said it, I'm sure, once. Come on, you said this word. I mean, again, once or twice, but I don't, I mean, not in any serious sense. Yeah, so we got a, we got a couple few of these this week, yeah. people. But, I mean, they're... Um, they're out there. Yeah, and they're part of things. And um, even though the words are retired, sometimes these words or the roots of their words have um, morphed into yet some other new word that we do use. Yeah. So everything's a part of everything. I mean, isn't it? That was it? beautiful. That's <laughs> getting deep, right? Oh, man. I know. There is no difference. Nice. Yeah, so so um, Hornswoggle, um, to trick or deceive, trying to avoid getting Hornswoggled by advertising claims. Oh, okay. You know. Uh, gotcha. Those, yeah, the Hornswoggling about, you know. Maybe this isn't good to chew this after eating this gum. Yeah, you don't. Y yeah, that, that wasn't a good example. No, there's better, way better examples. Well, there's better ones. There's let's way better. Just say, yeah, there's no wrong answers. <laughs> um, but you get the idea. You know, you, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to be hornswoggled. Sold a bill of goods or whatever it is, hornswoggled. Yeah. So it it came to be. Again, here in the United States, and and as you would think, it's 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 Western United States, early nineteenth century. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And old West. The old West. The old and West. There were a, a number of words that came out of this era, uh, and these kind of what they called in a number a number of my uh, sources as. Fancified words, I don't know, hornswoggle is fancy, but um, skedaddle and discombobulate. Oh, that's a great one. Are also from this time and family of uh, 
word uh, Genesis. Like old prospectors yelling about ski daddling. Yeah. I guess <laughs> you, you're out there with your pan yeah. and your feet in the water. You just have to come up with something. You're sitting there all day. Yeah. So you do. Nice. Now, I saw it in newspapers heavily 1870s and 1880s in a number of different forms. There, again, are no concrete traceable mm. history. Sure. Now, because it, it, it came from where it came from, there are plenty of people who contend that it came from cowboys lassoing bulls or, mm -hmm. I'm not a cowboy, what are, like a horned animal. Yeah. And then the animals uh, frantically, you know, twitching about trying to slip the rope. Mm -hmm. And if the animal slips the rope, that cowboy was hornswoggled. Mm -hmm. um, because, uh, you know, you can imagine yeah. those horns he could probably use. Got, I know they, I would. They swoggled him. Several ways to get away from that guy. Sure, you gotta. So that is a a popular loved idea yeah. of its origin, but we have no absolute proof on it. Could it be that simple? I mean, it could be, for sure. Well, there's another particularly odd, funny side to it, which takes some egg walking. And that's <laughs> another one, you know, because we always say walking on eggshells, or at least I do, mm -hmm. but... If, you've, if you're walking on eggshells, the eggs are already broken. So I think you're walking on eggs and trying not to break the shells, right? And that's why... I mean, you're still walking on eggshells when you're walking on eggs. Right. But you know what I'm saying. They're pre, they're not deshelled. Yeah. Maybe they should specify. I wish. It's like you're walking on eggs, pal. Maybe we'll get to that. There is a family of words also, aside from the ones, the fancified ones that I gave you, that are... <laughs> Um, suggested to be in the history of Hornswoggle or its family of, you know, combinations of ideas and thoughts. So the, they were all created around the same time. And and I got to tell you, I mean, if you have young children at home, you know what I'm saying? Honeyfogle, honeyfuggle. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm just going to yeah, tell you. Great. You know, to, just to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I try to look up pronunciations on these, and they none none of them come up anywhere. Uh, kniffle, kniffle, uh, which became Cuniffle, and that became Connie Fogel. <laughs> uh, these are fancified. Yeah, but without me extrapolating out further, other words that came out of these uh, because uh, we're on. National Public Radio. We're not on National <laughs> Public Radio, are we, Rick? I don't think so. Yeah, but still. They would fire us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's just say uh, these words uh, ended up with a meaning, uh, meaning to uh, flatter, deceive, cajole, and really in the context of cajolery to win sexual favors. Oh, my. I know. Tawdry words. Yes. Nice. So... Uh, while these words were older, they were in that family of mm. um, fancified combinations of crazy-sounding things that came out of 
the uh, Old West in the early 19th century. And people believe Hornswoggled also then had a uh, mm-hmm. sexual connotation sure. to its um, foolery, if you will. I will. <laughs> I will. So that, without going any further, yeah. that's all I got on Hornswoggle. So maybe it'll come back, you know? Huh. I mean, if we can find that whole, uh, there's a, it sounds like there's, there's a book of words that existed around that time. And I would like that book. The Old Prospector's Handbook, maybe, is what it's called. I don't know. <laughs> Language of the Old West. I'll go with that second one. That first one, that handbook thing, I'm not going to bet on. Yeah, sure. So, that is it. I guess we'll uh, skedaddle. Is <laughs> this a good word? Was that in there? You said skedaddle. Yeah, I did say skedaddle. Skedaddle. So, um... We already gave you the uh, the stuff at yeah. Whole Nine Yards Pod. Please hit us up. Looking for your Instagrams, Twitters, tweets, and, <laughs> whichever's. Yeah, and the Facebooks and what have you. Yes. And uh, that's it. I'm Jay. I'm Ray. And, and we're, we're not, not idioms. idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.